Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you, Jay, and hello, everyone. Let's begin with a special greeting to you. How about mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you? May God's mercy be evident in your lives. May you have the peace that passes all understanding, and may the love of God be multiplied to you. When we embrace God's mercy and obey His will, when we are obedient to the gospel of Christ as revealed in the New Testament, then we will find the peace He provides, and we'll experience the love that is unceasing. This is the same greeting from Jude, verse 2, written to Christians, Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. And how often do we find those similar greetings in the Scripture? In the book of Jude, he has much to say that expresses God's mercy, peace, and love. And if anyone would know, it is Jude. There was a time as the half-brother of Jesus that Jude, or as he's called Judas in John 7 and verse 5, he did not believe in his own brother. And such is not the case here in verse 1 of the book of Jude, as he describes himself as the brother of James and a servant of Jesus Christ. In our previous study of the book of Jude, as we began this wonderful study, we considered the words called, sanctified, and preserved to whom Jude was writing, and how they, as well as the obedient, should contend for the faith. And that is an affirmation of the gospel system called the faith. In Jude 3, Beloved, when I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. The expression, once for all, translates a Greek term that means once for all time, and it is used of what is so done as to be of a perpetual validity and never need repetition. This is a in thorough, or a very thorough, if you will, in-depth description by J. H. Thayer in his Greek-English Lexicon of the New Testament, page 54. Dear friends, when we see the term, once for all delivered to the saints, that tells us that there is no need, therefore, for ongoing direct communication from God. There is not another testament other than the Bible, and this is embraced in the one faith that we read of in Ephesians 4, 5, or the faith that we see here in Jude 3, the faith that was preached to all the world in Galatians 1, 23, and the faith of which those priests were obedient, Acts 6 and verse 7. That phrase, the faith, and noting when we abound in the faith, the faith, the teaching, the gospel system will confirm our soul. Acts 14.22. It also gives a place wherein to stand, 1 Corinthians 16.13, and it grants one direction, Galatians 2 and verse 20. There's much more to consider in the book of Jude, and we're going to do that for this broadcast. But before we continue this study of Jude, please know that our summary of the first part is available for you to listen, as is all our broadcast. 
Let our J-Web tell us how to access all of our recent broadcast. J? Hello, friends. Miss a broadcast of Are You Listening? Please know you may easily access previous broadcasts through our podcast partners at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. Just search for International Gospel Hour, and you can find previous broadcasts of Are You Listening? They are always there 24-7 for you to listen or download. And now, let's continue our study today. We now pick up with verse 4 of the book of Jude. And due to our time restraints, we're not going to be reading the text verse by verse, but noting certain sections as we continue through the book. We will encourage you to continue to know that we are to be people that are set apart from the ungodly. This is the context of verses 4 through 19. When we recall the word sanctified, we are people that are set apart from the world and set unto Christ as the preserved, as described in verses 1 and 2. So let's notice these warnings. In verse 4, we see that individuals, certain men, crept in unnoticed. Or in essence, the truth is made into a lie, again in verse 4. Individuals who crept in, they are like those who would come through the back door or hit you from a blind side. They are individuals that will come in with something very subtle, very carefully, and it's like we could miss them. But remember the words of John in 1 John 4 and verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Anybody that is questioned of what they teach, if they are firm on the truth of God's word and will teach truthfully, will not mind giving an answer. But, dear friends, we must make certain that we try the spirits to make certain that what they're teaching is according to the word of God. In verses 5 through 11, we in essence read a bit of a history lesson throughout the book of Jude. For example, we learn of the children of Israel, and there is the book of Exodus that we read about, and how that though you know all things once for all, as we note here, that the way the New American Standard Version refers to it, that there is a re-emphasis on once delivered, what is final, which is clear from verse 3. We will go back and we will notice this phrase of how Paul knew this, or rather how Jude knew this, when he says, I want to remind you, though you once knew this, the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt. So we understand Jude is coming back with this reminder in verse 5, that I want to remind you what is final and what is clear and there is no need for a new revelation. We find within verses 5-11 through 11 the discussion of the angels that are mentioned. This is affirmed from Second Peter 2 and verse 4, where God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and committed them to pits of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Then we find Sodom and Gomorrah mentioned in Jude verse 7. Please recall Deuteronomy 29:23 when the Bible says and that the whole land thereof is brimstone and salt and burning that is not sown nor beareth nor any grass groweth therein like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah Adma and Zebion which the Lord overthrew in his anger and in his wrath So what we're doing folks is we're finding Jude's warning to be set apart from the ungodly 
and he's going back with somewhat of a history lesson from the Old Testament, inspired and can be affirmed when we go back to the Old Testament. When he mentions going in the way of Cain, or they have gone in the way of Cain, well, that takes us back to Genesis 4 and his disobedience to God in killing his brother Abel. When we learn about Balaam and his error, we learn of that from Numbers 22:24, And Korah and Korah's rebellion in Numbers 16. And here we find Jude bringing forth this important lesson to let us see what happens when we turn away from that which we do not know. We turn away and we refuse to listen. According to Colossians 3.25, we are assured that God will punish. And let us always recall 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 12, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Again, as we're considering the context of verses 4 through 19 of the book of Jude, and to be set apart from the ungodly, we notice verses 12 and 13, gives a good commentary, or as I like to term it, clear common sense and natural descriptions. In other words, when you look at the evil, there is no profit for good from evil. It always contributes to what is wrong. When we look at verses 14 and 15, we find discussion of the word ungodly. We find it mentioned in 14 and 15 on four different occasions. You can't miss that Jude is speaking of ungodly living and conviction. How clear can he be? And according to 2 Thessalonians 1-9, through we are reminded of that harsh judgment that will come upon those who are ungodly. And then we conclude with verses 16-19, through and how the warnings there parallel with 2 Timothy 4, 2-4. For Paul to tell Timothy to preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. The conclusion of verses 4 through 19 is to remind us to set ourselves apart from the ungodly. And this start to finish history from the Bible concerning the ungodly men that led others astray. We can be led away today, dear friends. Thus, here is a reminder to be set apart from these type of individuals. Dear friends, as we are engaging in this study, let us pause as our J-Webb tells of a free study available just for you. Kind listeners, the International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH. 6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. That's it. Again, call toll free at 1 855 IGH 6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the contact tab, and leave us the same information name, address, and type Please send the home study. We'll send it as soon as possible. Thanks always for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. And as we conclude our study in the book of Jude, we come to verses 20 through 25, to be people that are set apart and ready with compassion. We're set apart from the world, but we're set apart unto Christ. 
Jude summarizes in verses 20 through 25 that first we continue to build ourselves as Christians through faith, prayer, love, and mercy, and it builds us to help others with compassion, in saving, knowledge, and teaching, and to keep our focus to remain safe in Christ where one will not fail. In verse 25, to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Great way to end our broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie. Keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God, we